All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. We're back to playing the hits. The give a shit meters made a return. Let's get into it with the lead. Where can I put this where, where we can see it? I wish I had tape on me, actually. It could hang it up right there. As you can see, if you're new to the show, maybe you're watching on Instagram for the first time. Um, this is what we like to call the give a shit meter. This is an acceptable level. And this is where the Oilers are right now. See, that's really low on the bottom. You want to be up in this range. The Oilers are down there. Why doesn't this team give a shit? Very frustrating. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, a frustrating edition of the show live from the Sports Closet Studio. Head over to our socials to get in on the five days of giving. We'll have a little bit more on that later on in the program. The Finning Cat YouTube chat is alive and well. We got a mock trade in there from Jay Diz that I will dissect in a little bit. Tyler Mulek is in, though, and says Gavin's hair is still in jeopardy. Just another eight-game heater away from being right back in it. Uh, yeah, the Oilers are going to need another eight-game heater because guess what? They've lost three games in a row and all that ground you made up with your eight-game winning streak. Remember a week ago, we were sitting in a playoff spot based on points percentage? Gone. Gone. Out the window. Three straight losses for the Oilers as they start their road trip with a big old L. Big old L. Uh, yeah, interesting practice lines, Naeem. We'll dig into that a little bit later. There is a lot for us to get to today on the show. So no guest. Frank Saravalli is at Oilers Skate right now. He might join us 
a little bit later on in the week. Um, but we are just going to dig right in to everything that happened last night, everything that happened at the skate today and the state of this Oilers team. Um, giddy up. As always, I can't do it alone. I need my pal Liam Horbin here to break it all down with me, rocking his nice short Park Crusaders hat. Liam, did you enjoy that hockey game last night? Um, hmm, no. All right. You <laughs> just wrap it up. Maybe we just wrap it up. That's it. I mean, no, one, no one had fun. That sucked. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was brutal. Like it was just. I don't know. They actually played like decently at five and five, but it's so frustrating when you see the Islanders just do what they did on the power play against the Oilers, and then the Oilers power play comes out and just can't move the puck at all, and it's just forcing passes, and it's just like, what is what is going on here? It's just one of those nights, but now they've got they've got two very big games coming up at the end of the weekend before the break. Yeah, a um, couple of massive games here, and I'll be honest, it's going to take a minor miracle for them to be sitting at 500 by the time Christmas rolls around. You need back-to-back wins against a Devils team that's playing good, a Rangers team that's one of the best in the NHL. Not ideal right now for the Edmonton Oilers, but let's dig into last night. And you know what, Liam? Before we get into all the bad stuff we're going to get to, let's let's start with our moment of the game. It's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross, where there's only one thing better than sitting around talking about memories. It's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross can help you with your travel insurance needs. Wherever your travel takes you, visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information, protect your memories, and more wherever you head out in 2024. Uh, Liam, the moment of the game came about one minute and 10 seconds Mm -hmm. in when Leon Dreisaitl shot the puck past Ilya Sorokin, something that only happened once in that hockey game last night. An absolute beauty from Leon Dreisaitl. I was texting our pal Colby Cohn during the game, and he talked about, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again as we watch the replay back, watch how many times he changes the angle of his stick and how it throws off Sorokin. He picks up the puck, changes it once to get around the guy, and then he kind of does it twice and again before releasing. Like, he switched his angle three times on that shot. Elite, elite shot from Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, it was great. And a a great, great time to score a goal, a good tone setter. It's weird. I saw a stat today. That's only his second five-on-five goal in his last 15 games. Do you know when the other one was, Tyler? No, against Anaheim. It was Chicago when oh, he wow. didn't even score it. It was Zaitsev deflected into his own net. It's just it's been in a weird little groove. Yeah, I think his five six power play goals during that time. So he's scoring goals, but it's, ah, it'd be nice to see that a little bit more often. But I thought that line was was fairly good last night. No, what did you think of that new luck second line, which has already been changed, by the way? Yeah, and, and like I said, we'll get into things on that front in a bit. I, I don't know, man. I have a tough time giving any Oiler credit for playing good in that hockey game last night just because there, there just flat out wasn't enough good. And we can sit there and look at the shot clock and go, oh, look at the shots on goal. They ended the game, whatever it was, 22-13 at 5-on-5 five five at all strengths, Liam. They had 31 shots on goal. <laughs> I'm getting real sick of this team not showing up for 40 minutes in a hockey game and then sitting there in the third period, pumping shots on net. And then everyone sits and goes like shrugs. We got goalie. Oh, we got goalie. Oh my God. We got goalie, man. Sorokin was lights out. We just got goalie. No, we didn't get goalied. They didn't give a shit through 40 minutes of that hockey game last night. And that's the problem. How does a team 
going up against another team who is missing three of their top four defensemen, Liam, three of them. How do you only muster up 12 shots at five on five through 40 minutes? Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic from that team. And again, you are going out. You've lost two games in a row. There should be a sour taste in your mouth. That team should have been sitting there before the hockey game going, boy, we need to bear down because last night was the one winnable game on this home, on this road trip. The one (laughs) winnable game. And you came out and played like that. It's brutal. Davin, is the other team good? Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not a believer in the New York Islanders. They lose almost as many games as they win. They're incredibly banged up. They don't score that much at five on five. And their goaltending has been incredibly unreliable this season. Ilias Sorokin's been incredibly inconsistent is what I should say. And the Oilers came out and gifted them that hockey game. Again, sure. Oh, 16, nothing. The shots in the third period. Wow. That's so impressive. Sure, when you're firing them from the outside because you know you're down by two goals and you need a bounce, like that's all that was. It, it absolutely nothing more than that. I don't even give them credit for playing well in the third period because that, that's just score effects. That's the Islanders doing what the Islanders do, which is sit back, give you looks from the outside, and that's it. If we want to talk about the power play, the power play was just god awful last night. Oh, for four mm-hmm. against the worst PK in the NHL, and they get their first whatever it was two attempts, and they're allergic to shooting the puck. They want absolutely nothing to do with shooting pucks from dangerous spots, creating dangerous opportunities. And then they get that five on three and you're thinking, okay, here's a chance for them to get right back into this hockey game. And they start just firing pucks from the top of like McDavid and Drysaddle shot selection on that five on three was just piss poor. That was terrible. I don't get it, man. Yeah. The the five on three, there was, there was, did it wasn't McDavid twice who kind of came around to his little circle and just shot it twice. Like you do it once, sure. It failed. And then you just kind of repeat the same trick. Like I found that the Islanders power play was just with just pure movement. Like the others had no control over what was going to happen next. Like they were just skating all over the ice and they were tiring them out. And then I think it was the the Horvat goal, yes, that he just leaves himself wide open in the middle because they the the four guys on the PK had been moving so much, you just couldn't even get back to filling filling the gap anymore. And it's like, you watch the Oilers power play, and it's, and it's like just hitting sticks everywhere, the forcing passes. The Islanders did such a good job of of clogging up the middle of the ice that the Oilers couldn't, couldn't find a way. But also, how could you not find a way? Because they did it basically the entire game. And don't get me wrong, Sorokin was, is good, and he's a good goalie. But like you said, like he's inconsistent to this so far this season. But I... I I don't think this is the same Islanders team as the past. I, I I somehow watched this on an American broadcast, but they said this was the 11th game in a row that the Islanders have scored three goals on more. So they're a little bit more offensive than usual, but also the Oilers just didn't cause enough problems until it was too late. And then again, the finishing just wasn't there. Like like you just said, like Drysaddle has two five and five goals in his last 15 games, and one of them wasn't even a shot on net by him. Connor Brown has done absolutely nothing. Ryan McLeod, I don't care what all your analytics say. He just he just skates around the perimeter of the ice. Warren Fogel could have 20 shots every single night, and I'm not sure any of them would actually hit the net. It's just there's so many passengers, and it's so it's so ridiculous that every single time we come in here after a loss, it's like, oh, well, what did Skinner do? And it's like, well, the other scored one goal. And <laughs> like, how can you win a game? You're not going to win games one nothing. This isn't soccer or anything like that. And you also look at this too, like, they had nine hits and watching the game, I, I did seem like a bit of a, maybe a play of 
don't hit them and try and be more aggressive with your sticks. But the Islanders just walked around them numerous times doing that. So that game plan should have gone out the window a lot sooner than it did as well. It was just strange game, very uncharacteristic in some ways, but also very characteristic in the same regard. Uh, uh, Naeem says, Liam Sorokin is legit one of the most consistent goalies in the league the past three years. The point we are making right now. I'm talking now. Right now, last 10 games, heading into last night, he'd given up four more goals in five of those games. That's the definition of inconsistent from a goaltender right there. Um, Naeem says, Tyler, remember you bet on the Anders Lee point goal totals a couple years ago? Yes, it was great. I'm pretty sure that bet hit. Anyways, you, I want to talk about Leon Dreisettle for a second, Liam, because he gets our moment of the game for the goal. That is an elite goal scorers yeah. type of goal. And it comes from Leon Dreisettle ripping the puck. Like He has such a good shot. Over the last 10 games, and I'll include last night in this count, over their last 10 games, then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Guess how many shots Leon Dreisettle has at 5 on 5? In the last 10 games? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say he has two a game. I'll say 20. He has 11. 11 yeah, shots yeah, at 5 on 5 in his last 10 games. How is a guy who has one of the best shots in the NHL so worried about using it and we can all think of opportunities over this last stretch here there was one against tampa bay where he gets a two-on-one right. and the d-man plays the pass and dry settles just so focused on making it a tap-in goal and it's like man if he clicks back into the mindset and there was a point where this happened in his career we saw him be a 50 plus goal guy we saw him go three shots on goal per game four five six go through stretches where that would be the norm for him. If he gets that to click again, and I don't know why it's out of his brain that he shouldn't be shooting the puck more. If he's a volume shooter, he's a 50 goal guy every year, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't want to do it. And it's frustrating when you see him score elite goals, like he just did against Ilya Sorokin. Again, a good goalie, albeit inconsistent right now when he scores goals like that. And you're just scratching your head being like, dude, please do that more. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you do you think a part of it too? And I, I know we gave the Tampa Bay example, and he should have shot there as well. But like, I wonder if like his lack of line mates is not giving him enough opportunity to actually get into good areas to score at the same time, right? Like he can drive a line. Like, don't get me wrong; he's obviously an elite, world class player. But sometimes it feels like it's just so easy to key in on him because you know, Connor Brown's going to do nothing. And Kane has, has been good this season. I'm not trying to take things away, but he's like also been a bit inconsistent and a little bit banged up here and there too. There's like, I wonder what it would be like if, if he was, cause he's not going to create space for himself, right? He's not that player, but yeah. I just wonder if they could find another top six player and another bottom six player and just everything else to help this team. But either way, if that would help dry side, I'll become more, lethal in that regard as well but he, he needs to also find a way on his own talent i appreciate your comment i appreciate you listening but lingering injury maybe from the playoff hack across the arms good lord why do we always feel the need to do this that happened like seven months ago or some shit why are we talking about that being the reason why this guy has decided not to shoot the puck this season why are we sitting here on game 30 and being like well you know ryan mcleod didn't have a training camp it's game 30 that could have been the excuse the first 10 games of the season. Why are we sitting here going, well, Connor Brown, that ACL, you know, it really, really hurt him last year. You know, it's going to take him some time. Half a season? We're getting close to the half a season, Mark Liam. 
Like, yeah, it's, there's no here being like, oh, it's the injuries, it's the injuries and talent. I know you laugh, yeah, grasping at straws, like 100% that's what it is. But like, come on, people, we can sit here and call a spade a spade. Leon Drysaddle needs to shoot the puck more. Ryan McLeod needs to, first period, Ryan McLeod burns in wide, creates a grade A offensive opportunity with his speed. And you go, damn, if you just cut the clip when he was about halfway into the offensive zone, I would watch that and go, holy shit, that is an elite hockey player. He read the seam perfectly, cut wide, used his speed to beat a defenseman, has a partial breakaway and goes behind the net. What are you doing, man? Like, and it's not like, again, if it, if this was just last night, if this team, <laughs> and this is going to sound dumb, but if this team had finished off the homestand perfectly and then played like this last night, or if Ryan McLeod had eight goals on the season and then did what he did last night, and if Leon Dreisettle had 19 goals on the year and wasn't shooting the puck that much over the last couple of games, I wouldn't say anything. But it's been all season with Ryan McLeod where he does this thing where he drives wide, creates a scoring chance, and then he, I, I don't want to face contact, doesn't want to shoot the puck, doesn't want to have to go to the net, peels around and goes wide. Where Leon Dreisettle gets looks at five on five and tries to make the cutesy pass across the ice. It, it's beyond irritating with this team. Beyond irritating. It, yeah, there's. I mean, I think the, the short way to define it all is just passengers, passengers everywhere, right? Like, I, I've kind of looked through briefly, and I'm working on a bit of something for this too. But like, you look at all the other contending teams, and they they have contributions from their bottom six on a on a nightly basis. And hey, like, we should expect McDavid and Drysidle and Hyman and Kane and News to to put points up every night. They're our best players. They're paid to do that. But sometimes it's not going to work, right? Like last night, and you need someone like a, a McLeod or a, a Brown, Yanmark, whoever it may be, that fourth line, right, to chip in with a goal. And they've just not done it on a, on a consistent basis. And for me, Ryan McLeod is the biggest one out of all of them, right? Like he's your third line center. That's an, a crucial role for the forward group. And, and what was the stat you said yesterday, Tyler, at the bottom six of the Islanders compared to the... Uh, the bottom six of the others, I think I said, well, at least the defense is scoring. It's like, well, that's, that shouldn't be ever like that, right? You should get a couple of contributions from your blue line and it should be good. Like, I'm very happy with the way the blue line is playing offensively. And and last night wasn't too bad, I suppose, too, besides the special teams. But it's just like, McLeod, like, when are you going to get things sorted out here? Mm-hmm. Your phone's blown up, eh? I know. I don't know how to stop it. You're a popular guy, Liam. You're a popular guy. Uh, Wise Kyle brought up Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the chat, and I'm I'm with you on that. I think that was one of the worst games I've seen Ryan Nugent Hopkins play in the last 12 months. AB, if you want to flash up that this chart, I don't know anything about this chart, what it means, what it counts, but when you see Ryan Nugent Hopkins' defensive impact that far the other way, that's not yeah. ideal. That means a lot of the, a lot of bad stuff was happening with that guy on the ice and then i mean the other side of it too like direct turnovers on the power play he wasn't moving his feet all that well last night so again we thought he was going to be maybe someone who could get leon dry going and sure they were on the ice for the one goal but that goal was all leon that that wasn't nuge at all so um that he didn't have a good game last night no one really did have a good game last night it's frustrating. Um, let's get into what you're all saying over on the YouTube <clears> chat, which is brought to you by our friends at Finning Cat. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on. Invest in the future of your business 
And to do that, it's never been easier with Finning Cats online service. Head to finning.com to learn more. Um, and there's a comment in the Instagram. The fact that it drives us nuts that they don't shoot more, but they're like one in six with 40 plus shots. Yeah, I mean, that's annoying too, but it goes back to not being able to finish. So I, we've touched on that a handful of times over the last couple of days. Uh, Smitty, the Wilder, says McLeod has been the same player since he was in junior. For some reason, media thinks he'll figure it out. The kid doesn't like contact. And hey, at the end of the day, as my phone goes off, not me. that's on me. That's my bad. I don't know that was calling me at 1219. Um, at the end of the day, that's why he wasn't a first round pick, right? Like that dude has all the skill in the world, but he's scared of playing in the middle of the ice. He's going to be a great winger one day on the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm totally. Like, I just don't get it. I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't have the patience for players like that anymore. This organization has shown time and time again that they struggle to develop multiple players at one time. Like last season, they had Bouchard kind of. Well, this season, more Bouchard towards the back end, of course, and Skinner kind of break through. But besides that, it's like. Slim Pickens most year. There's no one in Bakersfield that's going to come through anytime soon. Like last night, someone tweeted there wasn't one Ken Holland draft pick that played for the Oilers yesterday. And he's just like, I know he's been here five years now. Like, where are they all? Like, Broberg is sitting in Bakersfield because one, like this blue line, he can't break into it. But also, it's been five years of the Oilers not being able to develop him. And now Ryan McLeod is one of those players again who the Oilers have. Not done enough with, unfortunately, and this season is is being a, a detriment to the team. And I just, I just don't, I just don't care what everything says about. Oh, he's great in transition. He doesn't allow goals against. So yeah, but he basically does nothing. So that's something. There you go. Sorry, Ryan. Hope you're you know, okay. I'm still, I'm still learning kind of what goes on in the Instagram chat since we just started streaming there this year. Someone suggested a package that involves dry sidle for John Gibson. Um, that is a really good tell to know if someone's watched any hockey outside of Edmonton over the last three years because John Gibson stinks, so I would not touch him. Um, Maynard says a top six, a bottom six, and a goalie. Get on it, Kenny. And yeah, like I'm going to talk about that in an article going up on the site maybe later today, maybe first thing tomorrow morning, where it's like this team's not a goalie away. Like They need a goalie. I'm, I'm not saying they don't, but they need a goalie. They need a bottom six centerman. They need a top six winger and they need an upgrade on the blue line there. They need four pieces Four pieces. they are. They are at best. And we did this the other day. And I, I said they were the seventh best team in the Western conference. Maybe. They're probably what seven to 11 on like, I don't know. I just think about going into the playoffs and maybe at that point, things are a lot different, but. I just I don't see them be in LA. They're not they're not deep enough. The the Vegas Golden Knights they'll they'll be hard to beat. You play any of the teams and like you did you see the quote from De- Devon Taves yesterday? They're saying oh, yeah. like some guys like what did he say? Basically like some guys don't know how to think they're good but not good enough for this team. They're 19, 11, and one or whatever they are. <laughs> like it must be nice to be able to have that high of a standard in your organization that you can criticize your team when you're like eight games over five hundred. Crazy stuff. Accountability. Mind. Accountability is what that is. I like I and I'm do you know what? Like I bet people in the room have spoken about that. Like I don't I don't actually love when that stuff always comes out into the public eye. Like I think Taves was just kind of obviously upset that they lost yesterday, but like like there's just so many of those guys on the others too. 
Yeah. Naeem, I tweeted the Taves quote. Imagine if McDavid said what he did. You know he's thinking it on the bench. And I mean, but in that case, it'd probably come off and McDavid would get roasted for him. People would be like, oh my God, yeah, McDavid's crying, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Um, Mainlander Tim says, this team's been in win-now mode for 10 years. This isn't a cup team. Use the season to develop youth, clear cap space, maybe get lucky, win around. They can't do that, though. Because again, we're getting towards the end of McDavid and Dreisaitl. If you sit there and show a willingness to more or less punt on a season, that's bad. And you're heading into the last summer or to the first summer where Leon Dreisaitl is extension eligible and only a couple more years till Connor McDavid's going to have free agency looming. You can't do this thing where you punt on a year. Like it just, I, I understand the line of thinking, but it, it just can't happen. You need to be pushing chips in the middle to win right now. And you know, as much as I sit here and say this team's four pieces away from winning a Stanley Cup, sometimes <laughs> flawed, ro- flawed rosters go a long way sometimes. You, you just yeah. got to get lucky, right? Like the playoffs are incredibly lucky and the Oilers will always have a big advantage on teams because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are elite, elite playoff producers, right? These aren't guys who just randomly slip away when the playoffs come around, they actually tend to get better. So as long as you have those two, you need to keep pushing, pushing and pushing your chips into the middle. Just man, right now, it's hard to imagine a world where right now this team can beat any team in the league four times in seven games. I just, sorry, not to laugh at you completely, but just the sentence of this is so true and not what you're making up, but like, this team is only four pieces away from contending for a Stanley Cup. And it's just like, exactly. It's not acceptable. It is extremely unacceptable. You can be one or two. Like, like yeah, we could do, we could use another defenseman. We could use another bottom six going forward. Like, that's fine. But to be like, yeah, we probably need maybe even two guys to play with dry sidle on the second line. We need another bottom six player, probably a third line center. An upgrade over CC, and uh, we're not 100% sure if our $5 million goalie will ever play in the NHL again. It's just like, boy, oh boy. <laughs> like, it is just a list, a Christmas list. I hope Santa's nice to you this year, Ken Holland, because you, you, need some, you need some help with this roster right now. And it's your fault, unfortunately. Ah, man. <laughs> what an annoying one, hey? <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I'm so tired of just coming on here and talking about the same crap over and over again, right? Like it, it's super unfortunate because we all thought the season was going to be fun and, and it's gone past us in the channel. But somebody said, is like, why do you reference this team as a contender? It's like, well, I don't think we're references referencing them as a contender now, but just in comparison to the teams that they're supposed to be contending with, they're not even close. And I don't know. I don't, I don't actually think Ken Holland's going to make a panic move and just get rid of a bunch of assets. I just, think he's going to wait it out and see what happens. As he said multiple times, this is a, a week-to-week operation in his eyes. Week-to-week. <sighs> uh, week. I mean, again, going to take a minor miracle for them to walk out of this week with a, one victory, never mind two, it feels like. Um, I want to talk a little bit more. <laughs> this team's out of sync, right? Like last night, and again, when you look at these three games, like the Florida game was all around bad. Goaltending wasn't great. Team didn't give it an effort. But like against Tampa, the Oilers showed up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their goaltending didn't. Then you look at last night, goaltending showed up. The team didn't show up. And it's like over an eight-game winning streak, or that stuff was happening, right? Where like the goaltending would show up and the team would show up. And then, you know, if the goaltending wasn't there, the offense picked them up a little bit. And things were just humming so well. And right now it's just, it's so far from that. But I want to talk a little bit. Uh, 
just about this team at five on five because it, it, it is getting really frustrating that <laughs> this is the same team we saw last season. If the power play and penalty killer humming and the goalie gives you a couple of big stops and Connor McDavid's producing at an ungodly level, then they'll win most of their games. But if, if one of those things falters, they don't win most nights. In their last 10 games, they're outscoring the opposition 24 to 20 at five on five. That's solid, right? That's generally pretty good. However, yep. with McDavid on the ice, it's 13 to eight, which means with McDavid off the ice, Liam, they're getting outscored 11 to 12 over their last 10 games, and they've won seven of them. How does that happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say about saying the same thing again, to be honest. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's just know. not enough guys. Like, I'm wondering, like someone put in the chat, I'm again, sorry to scroll away, but do you like I don't think you should move on from dry sidle, but they were saying that do you move on from him because guys can't play with him? How, how soon do you think they just put McDavid and Dry back together? Because it seems like Knobloch actually really wants to avoid doing that. Like, would you do it right now? Would you do it going into these final two games here before Christmas? Okay, well, let's get into it. It's our Sherwood Ford Giant question of the day brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. SherwoodFord.ca to browse all the things that make this dealership great. You can check out their inventory of new and used vehicles. And it's worth noting, their service and parts department is engaged in the season of selling winter tires, winter rims, mountain balance, and wheel alignments. They have a tire quote tool on their website. So if you're like me and you know absolutely nothing about vehicles, our friends at Short for the Giant, they're the dealership for you. They got you covered. Uh, what would you do with the lines, Liam, before we flash up how the Oilers actually were lined up today at practice in New Jersey? Um, what would you do here? Because, I mean, you talked about going nuclear. Maybe, maybe that's where we're at once again with this team, just to try rattle off four or five straight wins once again and steal a couple of games on a tough road trip. But I don't know, man. I don't know where you go. Um. So obviously McDavid on the top line. I honestly, I might, I might just do it. No, you know what? No, I wouldn't. I would just put that top line back together. I have a new time in a McDavid because clearly that was working. I think I would go Kane, Dry, Fogel. I would say I, I would put Connor Brown on the fourth line and maybe like promote Ryan or Gagne and then just kind of keep the other ones the same there. Whatever, whoever's left, Hamlin, Ryan, McLeod, whatever. Yeah, uh, Dave says we have, at least, we have at least three strong wingers we can put with McDavid and Drysaddle. I don't think we're there yet. Bring Cassian mm-hmm. home. So many grinders. Fogel, Hyman, Kane Brown on their own. They're good, great, but you just can't have the same player archetypes. I, I don't know about that. I think there's enough variance in this forward group. Dave says you need four solid lines. Right now we have an amazing first line, a solid fourth line with <laughs> nonsense in between. I don't even know how to say that word. Um, let's flash up. Give me what the Oilers are doing here at practice. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Nuge back with Kane, or back with McDavid and Hyman. Kane with Dryside on Fogel. I'll be honest, Liam, I like this. Yeah, yes, I'm probably I, on it too. I, I apologize to whoever said it in the chat, but you made a really good point. It might have been during pre-gaming. Might have been during this show, but they said, you know, you're just risking going from one good line to zero good lines by breaking this up. And that's exactly what happened last night. So you've got to keep your one good line together. And I'm sorry, Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane. I I look at those two and I go, you guys are paid a total of $14 million, I think, right around there, 13.75. I think I'm looking at those two and going, you guys got to figure it out. You've both driven offense at different times in your career here. You've both been guys who can push a line. Figure it out. And if you guys don't want to figure it out, you're going to keep sitting there and struggling, and the team's going to keep losing games. Uh, Tyler Mulek says it good. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, and everybody ends up broke. Yeah, that, that's what it was. So um, I, I think that's the way the top six needs to be. And until Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane want to wake up and get going together, this is what you just keep rolling it. And if it's beating your head against the cement wall and it's six straight games of those two not producing, I just sit there if I'm Chris Knobloch and I go, they should be producing, not on me. Because it's not. It's on those guys to bring it. Yeah, and I think that's actually a pretty fair argument if that's the, the logic behind Knobloch's case, right? And to Evander Kane's credit, I'm thinking back to the Winnipeg game when he got demoted to the third line. He came out a pretty solid game. And then was a heritage class. It was pretty much the week later or whatever it was, right? There was a Minnesota game in there too. I think he was good. Like when he's, he was back against the wall and being like, you're not producing. He came out and he produced for like probably a two, three week stretch there. And now he's fallen off a little bit. And I do believe he can get back on it. And he needs to help dry saddle as much as dry saddle needs to help him. And then Fogel just got to be the energy piece on that. But did you see the notification from our good friend, Frank Cervalli? Yeah, so the Oilers at their skate today, and Tony Barrar had this earlier in the day when he tweeted out the line rushes from Oilers practice, but Connor Brown was skating in a healthy scratch jersey. He was not one of the four lines at Oilers practice. Um, It looks like he's going to be out of the lineup against the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night, and honestly, I'm not sure, and I've been saying this a little bit throughout the week, Man, at some point, it get it's just getting too hard to defend this guy. Like, I, I do think he's an NHL player. I think he's a good top nine NHL winger. I was very high on this guy coming in. I know that stuff with McDavid is one thing, but I thought he was going to be an upgraded version of Yamamoto. That works really well with Leon Dreisaitl. A 20-goal guy to saddle next to Leon Dreisaitl for the full season. And if that was the case right now, and Connor Brown had seven goals on the season... The Oilers' record is probably vastly different, right? That hasn't been the case. We all know that. And at the end of the day, it's a results-driven business. So, Connor Brown, if you're not producing results, and again, I've been someone to say he's hitting goalposts. He's going to the right areas. I like him defensively. Helps out on the penalty kill. There are things I like with Connor Brown, but right now it's just 
the the lack of production has just gone on too long. So unfortunately, you need to sit him down for a game. Do I think Adam Ernie's going to have any sort of a positive impact on this team tomorrow night? No, but Connor Brown hasn't been having a positive impact now for a handful of games. You got to make that change. That's kind of the thing. Like, what's the difference? You know, they both have zero goals on the season. I think they both have one assist each. And Ernie's playing like maybe six minutes a night when he's played. And Brown has under opportunities in the top six. I, I still believe at some point this season, Brown will find his legs a little bit and get some offense going. But I, I think this is the right decision. You can't just have this guy skate around every night with everybody else. I think this is a bit of a message. Like, remember back to when uh, Woodcroft said Adam Ernie is being sent down as a product of what the box bottom six has done, which is was nothing. It feels fairly similar, right? In, in this case, too, with Brown now being a healthy scratcher, I doubt he'll miss both games, but also maybe he should just miss both games and come back in Christmas and his first game back will be against San Jose Sharks, and maybe that's a chance for him to, to gain some ground then. But for now, like this is the right call. They needed to send some sort of message to this team, and unfortunately, Colin Brown, you've done barely anything offensively. Yep. Barely he did have a good chance yesterday. But he missed it. Had a post. Whatever did. Yeah. Just uh, not enough. Not enough. Uh, Eric is in and says Connor Brown has shot on every two on one he's had rather than pass. Yanmark was the better option on the one last night, and Brown just sent it into the glass. So that's the one you would have been talking about, Liam. And yeah, but, but at the same time, like we're on this dude yeah. for not scoring. And like, <laughs> I. I kind of sit there and just go, I don't blame him for just ripping the puck. Like he is desperately trying to see one go in the net. So um, yeah, whatever, man, this is just frustrating, frustrating, frustrating stuff. A lot of people are saying, send Connor Brown down to Bakersfield. He gets claimed on waivers. He would get picked up. And I know we're all talking like, and that a lot of you might be like, what? That's insane. The Oilers are already on the hook for his bonus. He's $750,000 this year or whatever. He's like league minimum this season. He gets picked up by someone. Someone would scoop him up off waivers. You can't send Connor Brown bad down to the minors. Um, Mulek says Andre Kuzmenko scratched for the fourth time in Vancouver. That's a puzzling one, but also like I'm not interested in going to get Andre Kuzmenko right now. One, you can't really afford it if you're the Edmonton Oilers like at all. You need to spend your money on different things than that. So um, yeah, no interest for me in going out and making some sort of a deal for Andre Kuzmenko. Money doesn't work. I, I like the player, but he's too expensive. He already said uh, no. And yeah, he already said no to us. He obviously didn't want to be here. So um, yeah, no dice on that one there. Um, <laughs> Kuzmenko can finish Fogel plus plus. Um, Is he even they, available? I I mean, I would assume if he's getting healthy scratched, he I is. But, um, the better fit. I mean, I brought him up a hundred times. Bring Cassie home. I like Jenner better. Yeah. I mean, I like Boone Jenner too. Cool. I think he's a guy who could maybe be the finishing piece in this top six. Someone brought up the idea earlier of like, do you just try to move Leon Dreisaitl to the wing and play him with a center? And I mean, sure, maybe you can go and get Boone Jenner. Then you throw Leon Dreisaitl on the left wing, put Kane on the right. Maybe that's a line that starts getting some stuff done here. Um, (laughs) That's where we're at. This is where (laughs) the Edmonton Oilers are at. So our short board giant question for the day, how would you handle the lines? Um, I'll be honest, I think I think Knobloch nailed it. I think this is exactly what you got to do. I like putting Sam Gagne up with Ryan McLeod. If you have one guy who is allergic to playing physically and allergic to shooting the puck, get a guy who, even though he's small, doesn't have a lot of weight to put around. He does shoot the puck. 
he does go to the net. He does play physically. So maybe that's a combination that can give McLeod a bit of a spark here. Um, and then the fourth line is the fourth line, whatever, who cares? Um, top six, you've got to keep the line that works together. Like, again, if McDavid, Hyman, and Nuge can just keep creating two goals a game like they kind of were, got to keep that group together, man. You need those two goals right now. Uh, bring Cassian home. I really want to see a Jenner Merzlikens trade down the line, maybe even Boquist. I don't get the le- the love for Boquist. Um, I don't think he's an upgrade on anyone on this Oilers blue line right now, and he's expensive, so it doesn't really fit all that well. Merzlikens, I mean, if you're trying to do a Neil for Lucic-style thing at some point here with Jack Campbell, then, then maybe that's the solution. If it's the cost of getting Jenner, sure, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, and fracking oil says so much is being said here today. So unrealistic. Whoa, that's a Twitter comment. We can see Twitter comments now. Shout out to the Twitter chat. Um, so much being said here today is unrealistic. We have zero assets to make up trades. Yeah, and I get that side of it too. Um, I did say there was a trade proposal to start the show that I said I'd get to. It's from Jay Diz. Says Vamelka and Lawson Kraus for Campbell, Broberg, Fogel, a first and a third leaves a bit of money left over we can use on a defenseman. Um, so let's break this down a little. Campbell, the first and the third. That right there is just to get rid of Campbell. Or we could say Campbell, Broberg, and the third. Is a first and Fogel enough value to get you Lawson Kraus and Carol Vamelka? Maybe. I don't I don't think it's it's that insane, if we're being honest. Um, so I don't hate that one coming in from Jay Diz off the jump earlier today. Um huh. man. Uh, Naeem, what happened to the like count? It never updates lately. Yeah, YouTube's been glitching, right? Like, we've been getting likes. Yeah. Get like button. I hope you're not disappointing us that much. Yeah, we are currently at... You have to refresh your page, and it shows you. It says 39. So yeah. a bunch of people, yes, it's been like a week or so. So just leave a like. I'll let you know if it works. Yeah. Uh, all right, Liam. It is a Wednesday, which means we are going to give the people a chance to win $25 to Nation Gear. Head to nationgear.ca now to check out our all new varsity line that is up on the site. We're also going to be, oh, give, give me a look at this, AB. Flash this up Ooh. to the people. Look at that. I like that gray one with just the ON in the corner. That one's pretty sharp. That E logo in the bottom is kind of cool too. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. Varsity collection. That is sharp. Some of the many good collections we have up at nationgear.ca. It's also where you can get in on the nation vacation. We're heading to Arizona in February, and this trip is starting to sell out. So you're going to want to get in on it February 18th to 20th in Phoenix. Flights, hotel, and hockey, all for $19.99 based on double occupancy. If you are already in Arizona, maybe you're not in Edmonton and you're flying out of somewhere else, we are also offering a flightless package for $999. Liam, the people are going to have a chance to win a $25 GC to Nation Gear. If you are new here, this is how the game works. We have the first round, which is considered the easy round. Liam gives us clues for a mystery Mm. oiler. The first one to get it in the YouTube chat gets $25 or gets entered into the draw. And then we do our difficult round. The first three people to answer the difficult question, they get into the draw as well. And then someone wins $25 to Nation Gear. Um, Liam, let's Hello. go. Okay, the first one. I was a top 15 pick in my draft class. I've played for four different NHL teams. I've played over 700 games in my career, and just shy of 200 of them have been with the Edmonton Oilers. 
There's obviously one other clue too, but I won't give you it yet. This is the easy one, hey? This is the easy one. 700 games, 400 or four different teams, 200 with the Oilers. Just shy of 200. So not uh, quite that. Uh, PRV didn't play 700. Uh, no. Someone said Dustin Penner. Don't think he was a top 15 pick. Someone said Horkoff. He played more with the Oilers than that. Gagne's hit a thousand games. Jeff Petrie wasn't a f- top 15 pick. Um, man. Horkoff was also a fourth rounder. Yeah. Well, give me the fifth clue. Give me the fifth clue. Or the last clue, sorry. Uh, I'm a defenseman. I can't give you the fourth, the, the, the final clue. It's way too easy. Yeah. So it's a D-man. And again, these are all players who played in the year 2000 or later. Uh, yeah, to today. I see a guess I kind of like in the chat. Um, it's not being guessed. It's not being guessed. Uh, yeah, I can't really believe this is so difficult, to be honest. Maynard Nugent Spivey didn't get it. No, it's not Brewer. It's not Eric Brewer. I was going to be my guess. Um, so the second rounder, wise Kyle. Yeah, Schmid wasn't the first rounder. I'm trying to think. Of ooh, 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 ooh. I maybe know it. Oh, do I know it? No, I don't think he played 200 games here. Maybe he did. Okay, I'm gonna throw a guess. Oh, or should I save it to see if someone gets it? Go on, guess it. No one, nobody has guessed it yet. Okay, Naeem just threw it in. Is it Ryan Whitney? No, it's not Ryan Whitney. Then is it Cam Barker? No, it's not Cam Barker. Who the Do you want the final this? clue? This is going on for quite a long time. We obviously need the final clue, Liam. No one's gotten it yet. My first and last name start with the same letter. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And we know it's a D-man. Yeah. It's obviously not Corey Potter. Let's go, people. <laughs> we can get this. We can work together. No, it's uh, not Dubnik. We did Dubnik last week. Not Steve And he's Smith. a defenseman. Defenseman. Why is Kyle says Sheldon Surrey? No. This is me. I can't believe this. It's a defenseman, <laughs> top 15 pick, 700 career NHL games, 200 of them with the Oilers, and he played for four different teams, and his first and last names start with the same letter. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think James Hamlin for Selkie got it. Did he? He did. It's Cody Cece. Good job, gambling for Selkie. That is wow. excellent work, man. That is excellent work. Wow. I can't that believe that one took so long. <laughs> Mulek. Oh, my God. I missed so many clues. <laughs> yeah, you really got to be paying attention here. Uh, okay, James Hamblin for Selkie. You are getting yourself into the draw. Um, Cody Cece was the answer. Uh, all right. Three people are going to get in the draw if they can get the difficult one. Somehow, Liam stumped us on the easy one. Maybe that was a difficult one. Um, okay, so the second one. I played 500 games in the NHL. I played for four different teams. My last season in the league was 2022. In my first game for the Oilers, I had a fight. There's your four. Give me the so had a fight in his first game. Yeah. Had a fight in his first game. Last played played over, in 2022. Uh in the in the NHL, yes. Played yeah. over 500 games in the league and played for four different teams. 
<laughs> not Cassian. I mean, it's not Cassian. Okay. No. Um, last played in the NHL in two. So it's not Zach Cassian, everybody. Not no, Zach Cassian. Not Zach Cassian. Um, I played a, a few more. Rafi Torres didn't play as early as tor- or as late as 2022. Neither did Mike Brown. No. Neither did Ben Eager. Um, so I'm. I feel like it's a guy who's not a fighter, and you're throwing us off with that one. I also keep going to a forward. Uh, oh, did someone get it? No, no. I'm saying you're what you said. Um, throwing you off a little bit with that one clue. So it's not Josh Archibald. No, it is. Not, it's not Josh Archibald. Kyle Turris definitely didn't get into a fight his first game. Alex Chason definitely didn't get into a fight in his first game. Um, and Maybe still, it was like first home game or something, but it was like one of his first two games. Okay. Yeah. Not Slater Cuckoo. Not Slater Cuckoo. Um, man, this is you really got us. Yeah, I can't believe this, to be honest. Um, Give he us another one. By, he was not drafted by the Oilers. Okay. Um, my final two seasons in the league were with two different teams. Let me see when he was when his first season was. <laughs> Lance Kane, Adam Ernie. No, this guy's not in the league anymore. <laughs> Austin's not so, in the league anymore. Um, so I, my first NHL game was 2010. So I went wow. from 2010 to 2022. Um, Kyle Turris has been out of the league for longer. <sighs> Wow, this is the best I've ever done. I'm I'm really good at telling the YouTube chat who's wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at knowing an answer is wrong. I'm just not very good at getting an answer right. Um, man, dude, you have me totally stumped. Forward or D man? He's a forward. Okay, forward. Um, Two different teams. He played less than half a season for the Oilers in games played. Did Adam get it there? Uh, Adam. No, not Derek Prasad. He yeah, played for more good. than four teams. Yeah. So I'll read the clues again. I okay. played five hundred over 500 games in the NHL. I played for four different teams. My last season was 2022. I fought in one of my first games for the Oilers, I only played one season for my final two teams, which are the last two seasons of my career. Hmm. One, I've seen it in the chat once. Did Smitty the Welder just get it? No, it's not James Neal. So someone does have it once in the chat. Did you write down their name? I've wrote them down. Wow, I can't believe someone got it and I, I totally <laughs> missed it. It. It's not Colton Sevier, is it? It is Colton Sevier. I couldn't All let right. it go on. Anymore. Do you remember he fought Tyler Myers in his like first game for the Oilers? But it wasn't really a fight. He got fought as a fighting major and he just got he just got beat up. I think more than one person. So bring Cassian home, put him in the chat. But that was later. So oh, we only the, uh, the only people I saw get it were Spencer Powell and Wise Kyle. Yeah. Spencer so in the draw, we only have three names in the draw because only yeah, two three names in the draw. Okay, That's so we've got, I don't remember him at all. He's wow. 
the uh that's the hardest one we've ever done so we've got james yeah. hamlin spencer powell and wise kyle yeah okay spin the wheel spinning the wheel oh james hamlin all right james james hamlin or selkie you won 25 dollars to nation gear shoot me an email tyler at oilers nation dot com and uh just say you're the winner say you are james hamblin for selkie and uh, we'll get you hooked up with 25 dollars to nation gear um i do like all the people who just started saying Sevier after we said it was golden Sevier. smart yeah. smart we'll try and do uh trying to sneak in there bring cassian home you did put it in but i had already said it and then i then your name popped up so sorry about that buddy I like this one from Kale. This is random, but Anton Slepershev would go nuts in this year's top, uh, bottom six. Oh, Hell yeah, brother. I was always a big Tony Slep fan. Um, I, had I, just, a, I had a flag for you to guess, Tyler, but we're, the game took a long time. Yeah, the game took too long. Uh, so let's move along. Let's get to the menu. Actually, no, before we wrap up this segment, we need to let people know that we are going to be having some good Boxing Day stuff going mm. up at Nation Gear right away. Uh, December 21st to 25th. I've been told I can tease the sale, but you're going to want to keep an eye on nationgear.ca. Then December 26th until the 31st, that's when things get really rolling. So get ready. Big Boxing Week sale coming up at nationgear.ca. I'm reading what it is. People, you're going to want to dial it in on this. I'm apparently not allowed to tell you yet, but this is uh, going to be a good sale over at nationgear.ca. So giddy up. Yes, he is loading. That's cool. I haven't seen it yet. I don't actually know what this is. Yeah, check your emails, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move along to the menu for tonight. It is delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or <clears throat> more. What do you need to do, Liam? You need to download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25 wow. happening up there somewhere, somewhere in the top of your screen in this area. Ah. There it is. Uh, the menu for tonight stinks. It is a bad sports night. The <laughs> matchups in the NHL are not good. I am not going to be watching sports. It is not on my menu this evening. Um, I might get into Big Brother Reindeer games. That's a potential oh, yeah, play. Yeah. And I might do that. Uh, what do you got going on tonight, Liam? Um, tonight, I have my virtual golf league. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll be big. So that starts at 6. So we'll have a big update tomorrow. No cheese. I don't think I'm going to go for the cheesecake tonight. I think I'm just gonna go out there, shoot 18 on 18. Holes and ones, nothing but I should maybe I'll have the sim today. Maybe that's something I want to get going. Um, all right, there you go. I do have a couple of bets I like tonight. If you happen to be watching uh the NHL, I like the over in LA Seattle, and I like Winnipeg on the puck line at plus 155. Um Winnipeg's taken on Detroit. Detroit has stunk recently. Winnipeg's been playing some really, really good hockey as of late. They beat the Avs last week so there you go giddy up there you go i don't have anything i don't have anything for that i will say you know what's kind of nice is uh the sports calendar doesn't pause over christmas did you notice that like the nhl so the the nhl takes a couple of days off obviously but we have nfl games on christmas eve sunday december 24th obviously and then on christmas day there's three nfl games as well and you have the nba christmas games as well so, and then you roll right into Boxing Day, and what do you get? World Juniors gets going. So, it's a, if you're a fan of ignoring your family the holiday season and sitting in front of the TV, it's a good year. It's a good year. The, um, 
So it's obviously fantasy football playoffs right now. And as I mentioned yesterday, I think I, I survived and I've made it through. But unfortunately, my dad in my fantasy football league, if you finish last, you have to eat a raw onion. And that's always Super Bowl halftime entertainment. And my dad is in the, uh, the, the onion bowl final. So it could be a sad, sad Christmas for him, depending on what Jalen Hurts does to him on the, on Christmas day. Hopefully he's good. Hopefully he's good. Hopefully he gets out of it, but it's uh, going to be tough. Uh, we're going to wrap up with this from our pal, Tony Brar. Chris Knobloch has confirmed the goaltending plans for the back-to-back sets. Pickard is going to get tomorrow. Skinner is going to get Friday against the Rangers. So if you're trying to win both games, that is the approach you take. Do you like it? Yeah, sure. I mean, nothing else is working. You may as well, may as well throw it. Do you, Tyler, I think you should guess my flag. We have seven minutes left. Okay, fine. Okay, do you have it there? And it's the one I put in the work tape. Hopefully you have it. I, I tried to pick one that you would be familiar with, but not overly familiar. I have with. my own flags. If you give me a minute, I can bring it in, but I have other flags. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> buy some time for Aaron and uh, we will talk Perfect. about this uh, this comment from Tyler Mulek. Angus Crookshank scored last night. Ooh. He did. Someone named Angus Crookshank scored last night, I think for the Calgary Flames, and then he immediately went back to being a criminal in the 1800s because that's the kind of name. <laughs> All right. Uh, AB, do you have your flags ready to go? Oh, that's the one I put in there for you, Tyler. Do you know this flag? <laughs> there was a player in the NHL that is from this country. And he Morocco? Played for the New Jer- no, it is not Morocco. <laughs> it is a, He played for the New Jersey Devils. It is not Senegal. Cameroon? Okay, his name was uh, Darius Zubas or whatever. Darius Zubris. Remember that guy? He played in the Devils. Yeah, I remember who it was. Um, Tyler Mulek says Lithuania. It is Lithuania. Yay, there we go. Good work. <laughs> I don't like this game. Keep going. It makes me look wrong. <laughs> AB, you got another one? I saw oh, the Okay, bombers. so these are for Liam. These are for Liam. Let's yeah, go. Really Let's see, see your game, buddy. Oh, that's Ghana. Correct. Yeah. One for one. We started easy. What is this? Uh, uh, Dominican Republic of Congo, isn't it? Isn't that what they call this one? DR Congo. Yeah, there you go. Woo! Two for two. Pretty good. I did some practice. Uh, Singapore. God damn, he's good. <laughs> that was Lithuania. 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 <laughs> this is the one that I've never even seen before. Oh, does it begin with it's? Begins with B, right? No, it does not. Oh, what's the first letter? Is it Amazon? Oh, oh there's a B in it though that you might it starts with a K. Oh, I'm super stumped. I recognize it. I... Oh, is it uh where is it? Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's like the flag, buddy. No, that one is what probably one of the 20 I don't get on a regular basis. The Republic of Kiribati, of course, does. Not real. Not real. Aaron <laughs> well, drew up that Three for four. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Stay tuned for more flags on the next episode. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> All right. We're wrapping this thing up. This has just been a whole bunch of nonsense. Um, I think we covered everything we needed to today. Tomorrow's a short for giant game day. Tomorrow's also a watch along day. At the office, so myself, Jay, Liam, we're going to be watching the game together live on YouTube. Maybe we'll have Frank tomorrow. I don't know. We 
we fly by the seat of our pants. I had both guests I text for the show today text me back during the show today. So um, <laughs> Perfect. there you go. Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in on the Finning Cat YouTube chat. I hope we all feel a little bit better about ourselves after uh, after you know having a nice little therapy session here. We'll be back tomorrow, twelve oh one Mountain Time. Chat with you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.